Welcome to Jiri Snacks, snackable episodes about the Jiri exam and graduate school admissions. I'm Tyler, founder of Achievable. Our affordable $199 Jiri course includes everything you need to ace your Jiri, full textbook, tons of questions, and full-length practice exams. You can try it out for free at achievable.me and the podcast uh, code podcast gets you 10% off at checkout. And that's how you know that this is live. And live with me today is Clay Daniel, a founder of Clayborn. And Clay, do you want to just give a quick intro about yourself as well? Sure. Hi, Tyler. Uh, it's great to be here. I'm Clay Daniel. I started Clayborn about 13 years ago after being in test prep uh, for a few years before that. And uh, I teach in the classroom as well. Love education. Love to help students kind of unlock the puzzle of tests like the GRE and the puzzle of their own mind. Um, it's kind of kind of like a puzzle, and it's a rewarding, um, rewarding process to help help students reach their goals uh, in in that process. Yeah, exactly. That's great. Well, I um I'm excited today to talk to you. We we're gonna have a fun topic, which is strategies for skipping. So the GRE is unique, right? It's one of the only standardized tests that you can skip questions. And um, this is actually a big gift. Like it can help you in a lot of ways and make the test, if not a good bit, if not easier, because you still have to answer all the questions. It can really help you kind of prioritize and, and give you a little bit less anxiety as you're going through it because you're getting through the stuff that's easy and then going back to the stuff that's hard later when you know kind of how much time you have. Um, but I'd love to hear from you, both for the quant and the verbal, kind of what are your strategies for skipping? Like, when do you tell people to skip questions and, you know, why? And then also, if we have time, like strategies for kind of coming back around again and solving the ones that you did skip. Definitely. It's a fascinating question because there are so many dimensions to it, right? And even before we go to the quant and the verbal It'd be a good review, I think, for for listeners just to remind them that the GRE is also an adaptive test such that the second verbal and the second quant section that you see are their difficulty is based on the aptitude that you demonstrated on the first quant and first verbal section. And I bring that up with skipping because ideally, and this is what this is what students are hoping for. Right? We always tell our students, you want a really hard second section. That's a great sign, right? If you... If right. your second section is really hard, that's you're probably doing well. And the algorithm is thinking, oh, well, let's throw the kitchen sink at them, right? So even mm-hmm. as we think about skipping, you have to consider that there, it may become even more important on that second verbal and the second quant section as you face even increasingly difficult problems. So I think that's an important bit of, of background. Um, but then, right. yeah, so... Uh, I was also going to say just one important distinction just for anyone listening between the GRE and the GMAT is that the GRE is adaptive by section. So it adapts one time between your two sections for the verbal and two sections for quant. The GMAT adopts, adapts, excuse me, every single question. And that's part of the reason why you can't skip. Right. Um, so just so you know, like when you are skipping on the GRE, you are not harming yourself necessarily. Right. Uh, unless obviously you never answer the question at the by the end of the time. Right. And I'm glad you said that last thing because, of course, there is no wrong answer penalty. And so when we say skipping, we don't mean skipping forever. Um, you, right. <laughs> you want to come back and have all 20 questions bubbled in by the time the digits hit zero. 
Yeah, at worst you're at twenty five percent odds, right? Right, right exactly. <laughs> right, or That's maybe better than zero percent. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so so maybe to talk about the verbal then first, would that be sure? Place to go? That sounds good. Great. So you mentioned the uniqueness of the GRE in a, in a number of ways, and, and standardized tests tend to have some sections that go easier to harder, and some that don't. Um, and the GRE doesn't really necessarily follow that in a linear way for either verbal or quant. But um, here's what you can keep in mind, though. Not so much a linear increasing difficulty as you go, but that in that verbal section, you're going to see different types of questions. Um, so this is a good mm -hmm. review just to just to let folks know that uh, you'll see text completion filling in either one or two or three blanks. You'll see sentence equivalence similar to text completion filling in the blank, but you need two synonyms that both fill in the blank. And then mm -hmm. there's a number of reading questions of, with different kinds of passages, and there's sort of a subset called logic-based reading. But think about those kinds of questions for a moment, even if you've encountered them on a different test or can imagine individual vocabulary-based questions based on a single sentence. So mm. you can imagine that those questions are typically going to be quicker to answer than a reading question where you have to read the passage first, right, before answering the questions. So it can be a little mm. misleading to say, well, you've got about a minute and a half on the verbal section per question because reading questions might average about two minutes per question, whereas the vocabulary-based ones more like one minute. So right. what I'm getting at, right, is that uh, one way to approach skipping is to assess the vocabulary questions first, or at least the vast majority of them, because they are kind of smaller bites. You know, I love that the mm -hmm. name of this podcast, GRE Snacks, right? Like take a few bites um, <laughs> of those, but that will require skipping because it's not, the GRE isn't laid out such that you do all the fill in the blanks first and then have all the readings. So I, right. that's a major tool, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah, I think in particular, so would you say then, like, just you're trying to do all the vocab questions first, kind of regardless of, like, the, the passage? That's a good question. Or, you know, there's they still range yeah. in difficulty. So it's a, it's a principle that you want to apply, but like most test principles, you don't apply it blindly or 100% of the time. There are still mm -hmm. very long groups, sentences, or even paragraphs where you have three blanks, and those are going to take much longer than the one blank question. There's going to be times where you look at the five cho or the, the five choices for one blank or you know the groups of three choices for multi-blank and say either, wow, I really know those words, or wow, I've never seen those words in my life, or you know, some mm -hmm. somewhere in between those two extremes. So those are also tools to keep in mind. Even within the categories, questions can be different and vocabulary can be different. Mm -hmm. But why not start there at the very least? Right. Yeah. And, and the other thing that is an advantage, too, is, you know, if you have, say, 20 questions and you finish 10 of them already, like you're going to feel a bit better and you're going to get a better sense for pace right. for the last chunk. Right, because you might not know, you know, those longer reading comprehension questions might, there might be more of them later or less of them, right, for given passages. So, yeah, that, that does make sense. Yeah, and I love that you address the, the psychological part of just feeling better. You know, every, students 
test takers going into the test, of course, are taking their whole selves with them. And that's, we're not just like putting a brain on a popsicle stick and taking it in there to take the test, right? We're, we're mm -hmm. taking our, our anxieties and our hopes and our fears and all of those things, building confidence and giving yourself a sense of momentum is a legitimate part of test strategy. For sure. Yeah, so then how do you, so that sounds good for the verbal. How do you approach Jiri Quant questions, right? It's probably Jiri Quant, I don't feel like you can just say, oh, there's two types and then <laughs> do all the e easy ones first. That's right. So I'm curious, I'm curious about this one. Yeah, it, it is a more complicated question there. Um, there. There are, I think we should go over the types first, just as a reminder that in addition to standard multiple choice that we're all familiar with, there are the the quantity comparisons where you're comparing columns and there's ones where you have multiple answers might be right. And then there's ones where you, you numeric entry, you fill in the answer and you don't get any multiple choice. So there's mm -hmm. still formats that you can think about. Um, numeric entry is probably is the least helpful format. Uh, you, there's no way to make an educated guess or to work backwards from the answer choices. So if you look at a numeric entry problem and there's just that box at the bottom, and you don't really know how to solve it, that's probably a skip. But then mm -hmm. beyond format, there's the question of content more on the quant side, right? There's there's the mm -hmm. algebra questions. Um, there's a lot of number sense on the GRE. Even, you know, even though you have the calculator there, just the ability to deal with number properties, um, recognize how odds and evens and negatives and positives and fractions versus integers, how, how they all behave, that's a big part. There's geometry, there's statistics. So a student should be aware of his or her strengths and weaknesses. And, and that'll be a major, I think, tool for, for skipping because mm -hmm. no matter what, how well you've prepared or how much you've prepared for the GRE, you're also bringing in your math background, whether you took a class in college last month or you haven't done this kind of math in 15 years, you're going to have some favorites um, that just kind of right. naturally appeal to the way you think. Um, it's, it's about knowing yourself, in other words. Right. Well, and as you're studying, you should also probably be getting feedback, hopefully, right. <laughs> on what you are good and bad at, right? Like, and whether you're taking practice exams or using a tool um, like Achievable or one of the one of the other prep courses you should have some sense or even, you know, data about what you're good at and bad at that can help inform your decisions. Right. Right. And, and along those lines that you, you mentioned that the preparation, so some kinds of problems are kind of all or nothing in the sense that maybe there's a geometry formula that unlocks the whole problem. And if you forgot mm. pi R squared, because you haven't done geometry since ninth grade, well, you can rememorize it, and a, a straightforward circle problem might just open up itself up to you, so that now that's a do rather than a skip. It's completely flipped in your evaluation mm. of the question, you know, versus complicated algebra. That's it, it's not prone to just a formula that can unlock the question. So that's important to keep in mind. Yeah, yeah, and that means that you know. Some of those questions, I, I would also say there are definitely some questions where you can look at it and you can see like a, a long path to solving it, but maybe not a short path. Yes. Right. Like, and so then you're kind of like, okay, well, 
I if I had three minutes to burn, then yes, I could do this. But do I, I don't know if I have that yet. So maybe I'll come back to it. Right, right. And you know, it reminds me of one of my favorite sayings about about standardized tests. It, it, it's it's sort of unfortunate the way that they're set up. But you think about grit or perseverance and what a good quality that is in real life. Mm-hmm. But perseverance or doggedness is actually a pretty bad strategic quality on the test. Right. The last thing you want right. to do is say, I'm going to get this no matter how long it takes. Uh, that won't work out well for you, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's kind of you're you're a lot better off getting as many things right as you can and then taking the coin flip at the end on the on the final one if you don't have time. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Well, very cool. Thanks, Clay. This has been GRE Snacks, hosted by Tyler from Achievable with Clay Daniel from Claiborne. You can try our uh, Achievable's GRE course for free at achievable.me and use the code podcast to get 10% off at checkout.